Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Are you going to welcome us? <laughs> Slightly put off by the fact you looked right into your camera and, ugh. Oh, I was looking... Oh. I did. I was looking at my own hair and being like, oh, that looks awful. <laughs> but I realised to you, that just looks like I'm looking at you and going, oh. This is unnecessary, isn't it? Well, hello, welcome to the HIV podcast. Sorry, or I- should I say, because this is the second part of the Easy E episode, yo, 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 my little rap chum. Is it all good in your hood? <laughs> I think I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I like. Just, yes I'm no. just never going to be able to deliver lines like that. No, but I like the effort. Well done for the effort of, of of giving that a go. Although you did still include chum. That is a nod to my Britishness. I like it. Some British street slang. But yeah, well, I think well we do have quite a bit, don't we? And there things like peng and that's it. Yeah. That's all I've got. That's, that's all I've got. Peng. <laughs> what What do your kids say? Oh, I mean, I'm flattered that you think they converse with me now, the teenagers. It's a lot of grunts and sighs and think Kevin and Perry, like, oh, like that. Oh, a bit like how I actually started this podcast by yeah. staring directly at you and just going, ugh. <laughs> yeah, like exactly that. like that. Okay, I like it. I can relate. Um, gosh, I don't know what they say. They do speak in a language that I don't understand, but I don't really listen because I think, what's the point? Too I just learned what no cap means. No cap, it means you're not lying. Someone's going to correct me now and be like, that's not true. So you'd be like, yeah, it's, I don't know, like, I feel like my hair looks awful today. No cap. Like, I'm being, I'm being serious. Like, I'm not bullshitting. Oh, well, I'll say that to them later. Yeah. And film their reaction. Well, they die laughing. Just like, <laughs> amazing. Oh, it's just so embarrassing. Today I have exciting news. Yes. I have the best kind of news, Sarah. We got 
to number one in the Paraguay sexuality charts. In Paraguay? <laughs> yeah. Where is it? South America, <laughs> isn't it? Is it in Central America? Oh, that B I got in GCSE geography serving me well, isn't it? It's South America. Yeah. It's landlocked between Argentina, Brazil and Bolivia. Very excited. We're now number two, and that's when I discovered it. And we've gone down one place, which means we were number one. How exciting. That is exciting. Thank you to the people of Paraguay. I know. Hello. Welcome aboard. Are you enjoying it? Very, very exciting news. So that's literally all the news I have today. Oh, actually, that's not true. That's a total lie. Remember in last episode, last EZE episode, where we had said we needed a name for our like crew or our gang, whatever we want to call it, of all our little community. And we said our lovely listener, Will, would know. He came up with tons. The one I enjoyed the most was Revolutionaries. The HIV Revolutionaries. Well, yeah, they're just revolutionaries because you're being revolutionary just by listening, just by taking interest, just by getting a bit more HIV educated. I loved it. Why don't people just shorten it to revs? That's all right, too. Like, like what, like the bar, vodka revs? I never went to one of those. Were they a chain? I don't know. Okay, I quite like it. I think it's a grower for me. Oh, really? You're not instantly? Not instantly infused, but... A few weeks later, I'll say to you, God, Jess, do you know what would be a great name for us? And you'll be like, oh, God, here we go. I think, yeah, but I feel like it's either that or we'll end up being like the hashtag GPs. And if you know what that is from a previous episode, no one wants to be a hashtag GP. Don't want to be the HIV GPs. And we don't mean general practitioner, but you'll, you'll know if you go back a few episodes, I will tell you the other ones he came up with then, just in case... There's another one that you'd like. Well, actually, he said we could call our listeners brave. (laughs) As a given. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's very true. He he put, you could call them brave, hashtag GP, cat chat, mayonnaise, dead mice, and the bin man at 29. I mean, he is right. There is a lot of utter nonsense chat that happens in this podcast. When you put it like that, (laughs) yes. Yes. When you collate it all, I see his point. (laughs) I know when he put it together like that, I was like, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, really, isn't it? But the other names he said, he said, squad is cool, podettes and podders, bandits, cowboys, champions, biatches, warriors, revolutionaries. Oh, so a lot to choose from. I knew he wouldn't let us down. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing that I'm actually, that he felt was a more pressing question that I'm going to address on this podcast now, you're welcome, Will, was um, what's the wire behind you do? He said, I keep envisaging if I pulled it, Sarah would disappear through a trapdoor. No, that would be better than what oh, we've got. What is it? That is the wire from our CCTV, because I've been asking for two years to get that boxed in and it still hasn't happened. Oh, anyone should... out there that's like, oh, can't you do it? That, no, that's a blue job. <laughs> I feel like what we should have lined up is is like a bucket of glitter above you so that when you pulled, pulled it... Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, well, I I go, oh, what, this? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great? it has got fairy lights around it just (laughs) but they don't work at the moment i feel like my whole house is falling apart now oh dear okay well there you go will now we know it's for cctv so sarah's always watching it's not even switched i don't know how to switch it on jess it's not good another blue job there's total equality in our house so tell me you said you've got an exciting thing for us today what is this exciting thing oh we've got another unboxing Another gift. I know. We're very lucky, you know. Okay. Very fortunate. To show me, show me. Hold it up. So I'm 
I was about to say, let me describe. I'm going to ask Sarah to hold it up. And it's like, well, obviously. What, you want me to hold up the box, this yeah. box that it yeah. came in? Yeah. Okay. I'd rather okay. just show you what's inside, to be honest. Right. So, from Stephen Hart. <gasps> We've done an episode on Stephen Hart a while back. I think it was last It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. These, but to Sarah and Jess, a little snack for the next podcast and a heart talks tote for you both. Keep up the great work. Hugs Stephen, Gracie and Gus. Gracie and Gus are his cats. I have to say, we always say Stephen Hart's got the most amazing voice. It's very, I find it very therapeutic. He's also got lovely writing. Do you know what I feel? He is the sort of person that's just good at everything. I mean, he's got a great YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked out, A, go and check out the podcast that we did on Stephen Hart, but also go and check check out Hart Talks on YouTube because he runs an amazing, amazing YouTube channel over there. And you'll be able to see just how good his voice is and not just his voice, his words, the words he puts together with it. Um, Tote bags. Is that yes, what you said, Sarah? What's inside here? The, the unboxing hasn't gone well. I've already been sidetracked. Yes, Sarah. Yes. Do you know what? You know my last packet of chocolate buttons? Yeah. Now, I'd eaten half of them. I don't know what I was thinking. I'd eaten half of them and I'd saved the other half, which is really weird because I don't normally do that. So I'm going to save them for next week so I can eat them at the drop-in in front of everyone. I won't share them. Watch me. Watch me eat my treats. When I got into the office... Somebody's eaten them and left a note telling me who. And I was just like, I mean, you're joking. What? So I know I'm going to have to hide them in the safe. Somebody ate them. I know they were gone. Now, I don't think it was the person that they'd written on the note because I confronted them. <laughs> it's just like, have you uh, eaten all my buttons because I'd like them back? That's the level of pettiness that I'm at. Uh, and they were like, no, 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 I haven't eaten them. I wonder who ate them. We need CCTV at the office, Sarah. Yes, we do. Most inside. Definitely. So we have it outside, but we need it inside. Yes. And when we get it, I will make sure it's all boxed in perfectly. Not like here. So Imagine we have chocolate you... buttons. Have... Oh, I... I love a hobnob. I love a hobnob too. They are the best biscuit. Can I tell you that I'd never tried a hobnob until I started working at TVPS? Such a little weirdo, aren't you? Show me the bag. Show me the bags. So I love a tape bag, as you know. Oh, there's something inside it as well. Oh, and some pens. <gasps> Excellent. I'm not going to lie. I recently went to an awareness event and I went round and just got free pens from every single stall, Sarah. Oh, I always do that. Love it. But but I'd waited till they all went into the symposium because I didn't really want to get into the chit chat small talk with the people at the table. So everyone at the tables went into the symposium and I quickly, like a little pen burglar, crept around getting all the, the pens while no one was there. I've gone into whatever the thing is, excuse myself to go to the toilet, come out. Mind swept, mind sweep, all of those goodies. I didn't know unmanned stalls. But yeah, yeah. I don't want the chit chat. I don't want it. I want their leaflets and their information, but I don't, I mean, I know this is controversial. I don't necessarily want to talk with the person that's at the stall. Just saying. Oh, you're just after the free stuff. I think that's okay. Well, we have got lots of stuff here. Thank you so much, Stephen. And we'll put the link up for your YouTube channel. And we highly recommend people go on there and watch his YouTube videos because they are amazing. Yes. And thank you so much. Like Sarah, I'm just going to echo that. Like, thank you, honestly, for people that are taking the time to bother to send us stuff, especially after, as we read earlier, all the absolute bananasness that ha- happens in this podcast. The fact that people are listening and the fact that people are engaging and the fact that people are taking the time to be so kind and send us things. Thank you so, so much. Sarah, you better share those buttons with me. What? I said, Sarah, you better share those buttons with me. I was just adding it in at the end, like a subliminal message. 
to be I'm like you can't just eat all the buttons yourself that you have to I share. Swear I will eat them before the end of this podcast, Jess. <laughs> it's like I've dared you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what a nice start to the podcast. Number one and some presents. I know. This is what I mean. We're so lucky. Yeah, we are. We are. And I'm really excited because it's Easy E episode two. Obviously, as everyone knows, it was supposed to be just one episode, but there was a lot of nonsense chatting. Also, there was loads and loads to unpick about kind of LA gang culture. So we decided to split it into two, didn't we? So that's why it's ended up this way. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Oh my God, look, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says Rat or rad? It says rad. Like I'm a rad dude, man. I'm down with the kids, yo. (laughs) Yes, you are. And so am I, even though I couldn't even read it. Okay, where are we at? Right, let's get started. Yes, you're right. We shall carry on from last week. So last week we looked at Easy E, as we've been saying, and we decided to split the episode into two because we, we just deviated all over the place, didn't we? So this week, um, we are looking at what happened after his death. How the hip hop community responded. And we're looking at the conspiracies about how he contracted HIV as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I just check really quickly? I'm just going to interject here, Sarah. Um, I'm hoping that my microphone is now good enough that it's blocking out any background noise. Um, but I have taken a picture, but Tony is sleeping so closely to me and snoring that I'm hoping you can't hear it. No, I can't hear it. Okay, thank goodness. It's literally, I mean, it's its madness how close he is. He's, he's, he's right here. Oh. His head's next to your head on my screen. Is it? Oh, bless him. <laughs> and he's snoring away. I might have to poke him a bit. There we go. Shh. Right, carry on. And you winked at him. Did, did I wink? Yes. <laughs> I just winked at my dog. That's so Honestly. Crazy. When watch the video back and you'll see that you're like you're right and then you give him a little wink. So weird. Yes. You are oh. so weird. Aren't I? Right, okay. <laughs> I'm okay, r- quick refresher. Yeah. Easy E. Huge rap star, former member of NWA, along with Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. He contracted HIV and died in nineteen ninety-five of pneumonia. His death shocked the rap community and his many fans. So What happened next? Well, the music industry responded with a benefit concert called Urban Aid for Life Beat. Was it specifically for him or for other people and he was just included? Well, it was a benefit concert. Right. Um, So they had people like the Notorious B.I.G., Salt and Pepper. We love Salt and Pepper. Love Salt and Pepper so hard. Uh, Faith Evans and, and lots, lots more. Uh, but it was also held to educate concert goers about safer sex and HIV. So one of the concert organisers said at the time, we were giving out condoms, giving out literature and ask, answering questions. We didn't want people to just have a great show. We wanted them to really feel as though they walked out of that venue with a better understanding of HIV and the resources available to them. So we made sure we promoted the concerts and that we let outlets and people know that HIV and AIDS doesn't end with Easy E. So for every Easy E, there are thousands of other young black men who are living with HIV or AIDS who don't even know because they're not being tested. And I think it's amazing that they've chosen to do that, actually, because you're right. You could just easily be like, okay, this was a one off. It's not going to affect me. But they took it as an opportunity to really highlight that. And and they didn't have to, you know, especially at a time like that when there's still so, I mean, there's still stigma now, as we know, but, you know, there's so much stigma. They could have just, 
I don't know, shut the door and moved on and been like, yeah, that's just a one-off thing and that's where we're going to leave it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm so pleased that they didn't and that they started those um, conversations because I think it was really important at the time to do that. Mm. And he raised a lot of awareness from it. But in the long term, what I found interesting actually was that, I mean, he was a huge star. He was absolutely massive. And he still has a huge following. So I'm thinking, well, is there any impact today of him passing away from AIDS back in 1995? And there is. Really? Yeah. So I was watching some videos of his on YouTube. I've never felt so young and hip. And under one, well, the reason why I felt like that, under one of them, someone had commented, if you're still listening to the E in 2023, you are a certified rap fan. Yes, I am. Yes. Well done, Sarah. I nearly said rap fan then. I'm thinking of Roland Rat. Why are you thinking of Roland Rat? They were, they were like rap fans. Am I completely getting Oh, no, no, that? no. You're not. You're not. He, he he used to call them rap fans, didn't he? Hey, rap fans. <laughs> I loved Kevin, his little companion <laughs> hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to share a picture of Roland Rat now, Sarah, because as we've learned at the start of this episode... As we knew anyway, we are in 167 countries around the world and I think only one would know who Roland Rat was. Yep, those new listeners in Paraguay, I'm certainly catering for them this week. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. I am a certified rap fan, according to this person. Nice. Someone else put uh, Dre Beats, Cube Lyrics, Easy's Voice, Golden Classic. I mean, they were amazing together. NWA mm. were just... It was, it was like when... Three perfect things all collide, isn't it? And and they were just so good and it's still so timeless. Yeah. Yes. And that's what people are saying. Someone else said 2023 and he's still a legend. West Coast music just hits different. Well, there was the big battle. I see Sarah's face there was like, what is that? So you, do you remember there was the battle between East Coast and West Coast? No. So I won't bore you to death, but Death Row Records was West Coast rap okay and then you had east coast which was like um notorious big it was puff daddy at the time i know he's like p diddy now okay and they were like two warring factions so it was like do you like east coast or west coast learning see sarah we're so educated on this absolutely um and a lot of people are saying uh in the comments on his youtube videos imagine if he was still alive today imagine the music that he would be making now yeah as you're saying. Um, so they're kind of still mourning him and more, mourning the music that that could have been. Yeah. But they're also obviously very aware of, of how he died because he was so open about his HIV status once he was in hospital. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? It, it wasn't, he didn't wait to disclose his status till say after he'd passed away or, you know, he decided when he was in hospital to let everyone know. Yeah. And so now this brand new generation of young people are aware of of HIV and and how he died. And so the impact is still there, you know. Yeah. And his legend is there as well. So, yes, very big deal. Okay, so it does that's his impact. We know about that, but it doesn't end there because we can't talk about him without talking about the conspiracy theories about how he contracted HIV. Okay. Yeah, because I know nothing about these, I have to say. So this is where I was really interested to hear about this. All right. There seem to be two different schools of thought on this. One is that he was a womanizer who'd fathered 
children through several different women. So had probably contracted through unprotected sex. Right. Seems simple enough, right? And yet, according to media reports, none of the women have ever come forward to say, to say they were positive. His partner was pregnant when he died. She's not positive, nor is their child, as far as we know. Well, the reason I'm telling you that is because I can see why people are looking for an alternative explanation. So the alternative, and we're going to use the Washington Post to help us explain this, because that contained a few years ago an interview with one of Easy E's sons who thinks Suge Knight killed him or orchestrated the killing of him via a contaminated needle. This is amazing. Because you're, my mind's exploding. My initial thoughts on that, right, are if that were Suge Knight's... So let's say it was one of his preferred methods of, I don't know, harming somebody. Wouldn't there be other cases of that? Yes. Possibly. Um, it just the first one that we were talking about where, the, you know, the media want to say that none of these women have come forward. Well, why would they have to? Maybe yeah. maybe they don't want to. And I think that's where this sort of all really falls down, doesn't it? So that's what people think. And that's what it was reported on that possibly that. Alleg- well, no, no, I suppose they're not saying that. We don't say allegedly. Right. Because it's a rumour. It is. And the rumour stems from a, an interview on a programme called Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Suge Knight was being interviewed on there. The host makes a joke of having to put on a bulletproof vest because of Knight's reputation. Uh, And they're talking about his history and his propensity to shoot people, basically. How bizarre that that they're on a talk show joking about that. Oh, absolutely. It's really weird. And he'd not long got out of prison. Who went, this is a good idea. I know, it's just very bizarre. I've watched the interview and it is exactly how I just told you. He's just joking, so I should put on a bulletproof vest to speak to you. And it's just like, well, I don't, is this like entertainment? I'm not sure that it is. Yeah, it's a bit like, that's, this doesn't feel all right, does it? No. Anyway, I'm going to read you what Suge said in interview. Okay. So um, it will sound weird in my accent, but it's the only way to do it. I actually can't wait for this. <laughs> So, as I said, he's been asking about, you know, this habit he has of shooting people and and terrifying everybody. Hilarious. Hilarious, Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) And he says, this is the new thing, right? So if somebody's going to do something to somebody, technology is so high, right? So you shoot somebody, you go to jail forever. Kids, you don't want to go to jail forever, right? So they've got this new thing out. People sell them all the time. They get this stuff. They get blood from somebody with AIDS and then they shoot you with it. That's the slow death. He said that? Yes, he said that. But why would you say that? Exactly. Why would you say that? It's in very poor taste. He obviously was not aware of uh, the laws around, you know, intentional transmission either. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Ignite. I don't think he cares. If your starting point for anything is to shoot someone, anything less than that, I don't think it's going to phase you. Yeah. So, yeah. So that does sort of give that imply heavily, doesn't it? That that's what's happened. Yeah. And Easy says, you know, I know that my pops, as he calls him, was killed. His death never added up to what people have always said. Maybe they think we're idiots blind to the truth. I don't know. Well, Easy's son, he goes on to say that Easy didn't get sick until after the studio incident with Shug. And look how he's acknowledged and admits it on the interview, the interview that we just talked about. Okay. Injecting people instead of shooting them. It's the new thing that's done. 
The truth is out there, it's just blinded by the fact that Eric had a lot of sex. I don't know, you know. That's just, that is fascinating. Well, we've gone one step further. So think, well, what studio incident is his son talking about? What, what, what is this all about? And what was the motive as well? But w- wasn't the motive that, so do you remember in the first episode, we talked about how Jerry Heller and obviously Easy e were in business together, weren't they? And Shugnai and the DOC wanted them to release Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, right? Especially Dr. Dre, wasn't it? I think Ice Cube possibly had already left, but yes. so that then Dr. Dre could go on to get signed by them. So I don't think it was done in a way of, oh, I'm just sending over a couple of buddies to ask you nicely. I think surely it was all around that where it probably got fairly violent and they were threatened to let them go. Well, of course they were, that he had to threaten him about his family, didn't he? Easy. He had to say, I know where your mama stays. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. So we can get some answers, I think, from Jerry Heller's memoirs because he's written about this or someone's written about it on his behalf. And he says in 1991, Knight and two of his goons confronted Easy at Galaxy Studios at Sounds of Los Angeles Records and they bought baseball bats and they strong-armed Easy into releasing Dr. Dre, the DOC and Michelle from Ruthless so they could sign with Death Row label. That's the studio incident that Easy es son is talking about. Right, okay. So, yeah, slightly different from what we reported where he's just handed him a note and said, I know where your mama lives. Yeah. No, turned up with baseball bats. Yeah, as you do. I mean, better than with guns, I suppose. Well. I don't know. I mean, neither's good, is it? Jeez. What a different world. I mean, Jerry Heller, I say here he's changed his tune. I don't think he did, actually. After his memoir was published, he was speaking again about Easy e and he was talking about his regret because he says he talked Easy e out of killing Shug. And he said, I really regret giving him that advice because if he'd done it, if he'd killed him, he would probably still be alive today. So Jerry Heller believes that then? Well, that's what that's sort of implying. Yeah, I think he believes that this is what Sugar actually did was inject him. And maybe he knows um, even more than we can find out or know. You know what it's like where everyone, when it happened, knows a little bit more than they're they're saying. So perhaps that's it. Yeah, I mean, he goes on to say, I've seen this a a few times, mentioned a few times when kind of unpicking the research around this. So he says, look, you know, people are getting away with all different types of murder and the police and the FBI were turning a blind eye to it. So he's saying, you know, the conspiracy around Easy E's death and the fact that he was injected isn't unique. This Mm. happens to lots of different people. So, for example, you'll know, probably know this already, Tupac killed after rapping about killing the president. Notorious B.I.G. rumours he was killed by a government sniper. going to cite my source for both of those. Uh, it's from a rapper called Frost, who's been interviewed. The clip is on YouTube. We're going to include the link just yeah. to cover ourselves. Yes. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. Nope. That's what other people are openly saying and being recorded saying. So Jerry Heller, he shares Easy E's son's view that the death was very suspicious. That's I that never would have crossed my mind. No, nor mine. So you can imagine my surprise. <laughs> and I was like, that episode's all sewn up nicely. And then you start reading other newspaper reports. And you're like, Hold on a moment. What? Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe it did happen in other instances, but we'll just never know. Well, there's another reason that Jerry Heller strongly believes that this was all very suspicious. And that's because he says that he arranged for Easy e to see a top doctor. He said that he was sleeping with a lot of women and I knew he had to get checked out. 
said he was checked out. No evidence of HIV. He says no women have come forward to say they were infected by him. None of his children are positive. Now, obviously, we know that might not necessarily be the case. Yeah. But the fact that he was checked out and he was checked out not long, according to Jerry Heller, before he was uh, hospitalized. So that's what he's basing his kind of proof on is that, you know, he'd been checked out and he was fine, didn't have HIV. But again, though, like how 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 long is not long, I think, is the thing, because to have injected someone in theory with HIV and then for it to be not that long until he basically dies, that mm. would really have had to attack his system horrendously so right i mean you'd have to act very quickly wouldn't you as well yeah you literally have to take that blood from somebody who was positive and inject it almost immediately into somebody who was who was not it kind of taints his legacy doesn't it because you've got all of this good work going on with the concert after his death to promote awareness about hiv and aids and then you've got the rumors about him being injected with infected blood and you wonder how much work that undid about kind of emphasising to people to use protection. Yes, I see what you're saying. It sort of takes back, in theory, if some people believe that, it takes back why you're doing it. Because it's like, well, that is they would be saying, well, that's not how he contracted anyway, is it? So, yeah. so again, I don't have to relate to that person because, I'm, you know, hopefully no one's going to inject me with HIV. So yeah. it's, oh, that you're right. That does sort of taint that. But then... I mean, I suppose I was going to say how widely was that known, but you said the articles from the Washington Post. So that's massive. Yeah. And it's not the only kind of media source that talks about the conspiracies around his death. It's kind of quite widely known. So, And like you say, that is that would be a slow death. That's not like shooting someone. Yeah. And that's exactly what Sugar was saying. It's a slow death. It's, you know, and you can't be caught for it. Yeah. And did so, I mean, I'm going to get really into the specifics here. We definitely, I'm sure, won't know. But it's like, was Easy e like a drug user or anything? Because how, when did he get injected in theory? Like, when would that have happened? So they were saying that um, it was at that the incident, the studio incident. So they're saying so that. And then. Oh, well, but then surely Easy e would know. You're going to know, know if someone's injecting you with something, right? Or I suppose unless you're sort of knocked unconscious or something, you might not. Yeah, you just don't know, do you? This is just a, a whole, this is not where I expected this to go. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to spend the rest of the day down a rabbit hole looking into yeah. this. I think, I mean, there are probably other conspiracies as well. I think the problem with conspiracies is they're very complicated to unpick, aren't they? Because they're based on people's opinions. There's no kind of hard facts to go by. And I genuinely, I do think we could start a whole new podcast series on all of this because it's so complex. and. Who knew that all of this was going on? Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. And I do think, Jess, uh, with my uh, British background as a white woman, I'm ideally placed to look into all of Both this. of us are, you know. Come on. We can start a podcast about HIV, Sarah. We can start one about anything. Although I suppose, you know, the experience we both have in the field of HIV sort of makes this one a bit more relevant. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. So, do you know what? I mean, if we're going to take anything away from today, it is the... It's regardless of how easy he contracted HIV, it shouldn't overshadow the fact that this was a young man very bravely publicly announced his HIV status. He was never afraid to voice his opinions. We know this and we know some of them were controversial. And we also know that his death would have been a big wake up call about HIV and the need to use protection. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is good that he was so open. And, and I'm sure there would have been, even if that rumour had sullied how some people viewed it and that education hadn't really got through, I think for a lot of people, they still would have sat up and taken notice. I think so too, no, most definitely. But like you, I didn't see that this was where it was going to go and I'm exhausted now. So I'm going to go and have a lie down. I'm going to smother myself in uh, chocolate biscuits. Oh, you're going to smother yourself in chocolate biscuits. <laughs> well, may I say, Sarah, what a couple of episodes and well done you. <laughs> because I know we've had to pause a few times to go over name pronunciations, but that's fine. The thing is, if you're dealing with somebody who is known for killing people, you just don't want to get their name wrong. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And it's, yeah, he is a terrifying man. But yes, yeah. No, this has been really interesting. So thank you. Well, thank you because you suggested it. And it's only so long I can kind of bat you away and be like, no, no, no. In the end, you're just relentless. So I'm glad I gave in. Like an annoying like cockatoo. It's just on and on and on until it happens. Oh, you're so smutty. Always trying to get rude words like cockatoo. No, I meant like a bird, like a cockatoo. Like, oh, no. Actually, I think what I was trying to think was... Because you're so tiny. I think what I was trying to think was woodpecker, but uh, but cockatoo was what came into my head. Pecking away. Yeah, like henpecks, that kind of... I'm not going to lie, it does feel like that quite often, but it's, it's all good. Lucky you. Lucky you that you get to work with me. Yay! Oh, I've made my cat jump. So what what do you have next week? Oh, what do next you have? Week. Why am I saying like that? What are we doing next week? I know, yeah. I might not turn up. Feel free to take part if you want. Next week, we are going into the world of ballet. Oh, why did I see? I do this every time. I'm going to say it again properly. Next week, Jess, we're going into the field of ballet. Ballet? Ballet. Well, I mean, I need to work on that pronunciation. Excellent. It's just ballet. At the end of every recording, I just like, oh, I don't know what we're doing, Jess. I like how you started to say it, ballet. Almost like it's a question as well. Ballet? No, ballet. What an idiot. <laughs> okay. Okay. So ballet and HIV. I wouldn't know. Have... Yeah. It's, a, it's that well known combination. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I'm going to, um, I'm hoping that no one's got Tony snoring throughout it. I might try and record it a bit. Hang on. I'm hoping that Tones, I'm going to actually have to move him, to be honest, because he's sat right next to me, snoring his little face off. He has not been um, on board with Easy E today, Sarah. No, I know. I'm quite disappointed. I know. Although it is a step, well, it's slightly better than Rita's disapproving face. <laughs> she's actually just behind him, fast asleep as well. But she's oh, just good. snoring. <laughs> good. For a little dog, she has a very expressive face. She's very judgmental, as we know, Sarah. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and videos. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.